Hello and welcome back to another episode of Simply Ambivalent. I am your host, Arkea, as always. You can find today's episode on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcast streaming platforms. Uh, I do apologize for the last week or so. Um, I was having some complications with my microphone. It decided to stop working, Uh, but now we're kind of back into it. Come to find out it was just the cord, so we got that cord fixed. Uh, With that being said, I am super excited about today's episode. Um, It should be a really good one just because there are so many victims and so many individuals involved, um, as well as I'll be giving giving you guys some sources and everything like that to kind of look into and things to listen to. Uh, But with that being said, let's get into it. All right, all right. Well, I'm super excited to get into today's case, but also a little heartbroken just with how many victims are involved and uh, are still being found each and every single year, day, week, or however you want to put it. There are still things that are developing in this case. Um, This case today, uh, we're going to be talking about the Long Island serial killer, as well as some of his or her victims we don't have a name per se um, or really much of a profile to kind of go by to see who this individual is that particular aspect is unsolved but I do want to bring awareness to it and uh, just kind of give you guys some information here particularly on one of the victims her case just because there's so much evidence kind of before during the moments where she was alive and some evidence that kind of just goes along more evidence that kind of goes along with that so with that being said uh, we're going to start off with the first with one of the victims her name is shannon gilbert shannon was around about 23 years old at the time this was back in like 2010 and uh, she did work as an escort from uh, originally new jersey uh, but she ended up disappearing in oak, oak beach uh, it was a pretty much quiet gated community as it's described in Suffolk County Ocean Parkway and around uh, May 1st 2010 after a meeting that she ended up having with the client her remains were found not too far away about a year and a half later but uh, through that discovery of finding her body there there ended up also being four other bodies uh, specifically recovered uh, within December 2010 so that was pretty much of a let's see from May to December that's a seventh month kind of timeline that ended up kind of being there amid that search um and they're also just trying to find her exposed um find Gilbert exposed in a possible killer there in that situation anyways uh with that being said uh Suffolk County detectives and police department have long said that they think Gilbert wasn't one of those victims however her sister uh Sherry Gilbert Um, intensely disagrees Uh, she ended up speaking uh, earlier to a bunch of reporters for the first time in a couple years about the situation uh, just because she said that she hadn't listened to the 911 calls uh, just because they had just been released recently this year so that's a pretty big timeline it's been 12 years since the happening of that and they just now decide in May of 2022 to release those 911 calls of Shannon uh, and there ended up being three of those 911 calls being made on May 1st of 2010, um, each one being around 22 minutes from Shannon herself. Uh, so her sister said she was pretty adamant just with the local authorities thinking that they didn't do their job from the beginning. And in her words, she feels like they dropped the ball from the beginning. Um, in her words, she says here, um, I don't believe it. I just feel like they never cared. And I feel like it's just a way just to confirm what they've always said. Um, 
just about the long-standing contention of some of uh, the circumstances surrounding her sister's death. And uh, a lot of the time we see this with victims who are sex workers. They tend to kind of be thrown under the bus. They think that, you know, just because they are sometimes involved in the high-risk lifestyles, that situations such as violence and anything else that may come along with that lifestyle are more likely to happen, which for some is definitely true, but for others, that's not always the case. And that's not saying that this person doesn't deserve the same attention as other cases we may hear each and every single day on the news. With that being said, Cherie said the local law enforcement was pushing the same theory even before her sister's remains were found um, in a reedy marsh near Oak Beach. Um, not far from where other the grim discoveries ended up being located. Uh, it's also described as being kind of like a desolate stretch of Ocean Parkway. So pretty much in the area, not too much foot traffic, not too many people are in that area. Just kind of like a no man's land and just a part of the beach there. At the time of the investigation, uh, Richard Dormer, who was the Suffolk County Police Commissioner at the time, he ended up already telling people um, and everyone that she had potentially died in an accidental death. Um, some even think that it may have been drug-induced paranoia. She ended up running into the marsh and died before she was even found, um, is what Sherry uh, ended up describing it as. And she just feels like that this just reaffirms what their initial, initial theory was. Um, so once again, it just kind of sounds to me as if the police department is trying to write it off just with being like, oh yeah, we have an escort. She probably was on drugs, probably wasn't in her right mind and was calling the police department and may have just kind of run in there and OD'd or something. So that's kind of what it sounded like to me. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it's very strange just the circumstances once I let you guys listen to the 911 call later on, but also get into more of the details of the other victims, the other four remains that I said earlier that were found in this same area. The Suffolk County's theory overall is that Gilbert's case, once again, is separate from those bodies that were found in search for her. And I remember I just told you guys there were four sets of remains that ended up being found, but then there ended up being an additional six to add on to that. So in total, we're kind of looking at 10 sets of remains that ended up being discovered between December 10th and April 2011. Um, investiga investigators believe that the first four were all missing escorts who had, just like Shannon, advertised their services on Craigslist, who ended up later on being strangled and wrapped in burlap sacks and dumped within a quarter mile stretch of Ocean Parkway, which they considered to be all done by one person. So in this term, we have a serial killer. Um, once again, law enforcement says that they don't believe Gilbert was killed by this person person at all uh once they believe that she got disoriented uh she ended up succumbing to the elements um and describing the 911 tapes during this time uh, they do acknowledge that she was at times coherent during the 911 calls um but at the other she did at other times she did appear disoriented um she didn't respond at certain moments and she appeared to be screaming at others just from that alone maybe it wasn't that she was disoriented, maybe in fact that she was in a situation where she was in a conflict with someone, maybe she was talking to someone um, and they were having maybe an argument, uh, maybe going over something, maybe something just wasn't looking right. And, you know, maybe she was on something, but at the same time, I'm going to explain more of that as we get into the case 
just about what the uh, medical examiner, what his findings were um, during her autopsy, as well as those others. And then I'll also be providing you guys uh, with the website here that you can always go to look at this case as well as the others um, and their victims. It's on the Gilgo case. Uh, dot com that is g-i-l-g-o-c-a-s-e.com you can go look on there as well as provide tips and resources and even look at maps of each and every place and location of where everyone's remains were found but from looking at the map here uh, if you guys do go online and look at it if you notice uh, wherever you see that Shannon's remains were found uh, from where her clothes were they were put in two different locations um, her sister ended up explaining early on um, so she feels that they maybe had took her remains and put her there from the roadside and then went back and put her clothing in another area uh, just because it makes it harder, you know, later on that these things are found just because she doesn't have any clothes. They don't have much evidence to kind of go off of. You just pretty much, um, and lack of a better word, is looking at bones. Um, an autopsy would later on going to prove uh, inconclusive, which that's a little bit sketchy as well. Um, and in most cases where they say it's inconclusive, we go on to find that there could have been multiple ways uh, of a matter of death that took place. So. It could have been her succumbing to the elements. It could have been drugs involved. It could have been trauma that had taken place. Maybe some some kind of blood force trauma that had taken place. It could have been an illness or a sickness. Uh, but if they found her remains later on in that year, it's probably also hard to tell as well just because of animals that could have been in that area. Then you have um, the overall just breaking down and um decomposing during that time so the decomposition there is another thing that we really have to take into account over that big stretch of a timeline within those that year since she had gone missing uh later on a private pathologist would be go on to be later hired by the gilbert family and they also would find that insufficient evidence to determine how she died was there but the pathologist did note that Michael Baden, who had been hired to do independent autopsies by George Floyd's family and others, did say that Gilbert's remains showed signs that could be consistent with manual strangulation as a potential cause. So just from that comment alone, I think it's very well um, related to the uh, Long Island serial killer's um, motive, just because, as you said, um, their bodies did show signs of strangulation, but they were also found in burlap sacks. But maybe during the time that took place of her death, maybe the killer didn't have time to even put her remains. Maybe there was somebody along the road during that time where he wasn't able to kind of get the job done and he ended up, you know, just kind of having to rush it as well as maybe he thought, you know, okay, well, since I don't have the time, I'll go dump the clothes here I'll go dump the body here and hopefully you know that will just pretty much save my butt in this particular situation um as I said before I do want to get into some of those other names uh, of those victims that were found along with Shannon's body in that same area um two days later they would also go on to find the victim who would be identified as a 24 year old um by the name of Melissa Bartholomew um two days later after that 
the bodies of three more women were found nearby, uh, one being of Amber Lynn Costello, uh, who is 27, Megan Waterman, who is 22, and Maureen Brainerd Barnes, who was 25. Um, each and every single of these women have been called the Gilgo Beach Four. Uh, kind of going along with that just because there were 10 bodies and all found in this particular area. So as we can see, this is a dumping site for this particular killer. And also we still don't even have information on who this individual could even be. Um, three months later in March of 2011, the partial remains of a 20-year-old Jessica Taylor were found near Gilgo Beach. And part of Taylor's body during this discovery had um, been eight years earlier uh, and uh, discovered within 40 miles away in Maynardville, New York. Days later, three more sets of human remains were found alongside Ocean Parkway, the first one being of a 24-year-old named uh, Valerie Mack, whose partial remains had been found also in the Maynardville years earlier, and as well as an identified toddler was found near the Mack two miles west. Uh, police discovered that the skeletal remains of the um, unidentified individual was that of an Asian person believed to be around the ages ranging from 17 to 23 years old. And last but not least, a week later in April of 2011, uh, two more sets of partial remains were found along Ocean Parkway. Uh, the first set was a woman who is believed to be the mother of the toddler found the week before. Uh, part of her body had been previously discovered in the Hempston Lake State Park area in 1997 uh, with that second with the second uh, that the skull was found of the woman who was linked to the remains found on Fire Island 1996. Uh, she would also be going to know as the Fire Island um, Jane Doe. Uh, so with that being said, you guys, there's like a lot of victims uh, who are in these situations that they officially have linked to the Long Island serial killer or the Lisk case. I mean, each and every single one of these uh, kind of situations, they said that most of these women were escorts. They did show signs of strangulation. They did show signs of, you know, their bodies being dumped there and so on and so on, as well as I, I know I did say there was someone of Asian descent, but I forgot to say that was, um, it happened to be a male. So seems kind of like the MO kind of changed up there. Or maybe this person was a male sex worker instead of a woman. So we really don't know. Um, there were also uh, tattoos uh, that were put into evidence that they took pictures of one being of a peach. Uh, there was another one of a leather belt that was found. Um, during those images, uh, which the, you know, the police ended up releasing to the public, uh, during the initial investigation, the letters H M or W H are in Boston letter letters, leather, sorry. Um, uh, police believe that the belt was handled by the perpetrator and did not belong to any of the victims. So maybe impossibly he was using this belt to strangulate some of these victims and maybe this was the murder weapon I'm not too sure because they didn't give a lot of information as far as like you know did they test this thing for fingerprints did they test it for dna did they test it for blood there's not a lot of uh, information that's kind of found with most of these there was also some jewelry found 
uh, as well as once again those tattoos that I said that are described as peaches there was another one that was described as uh, cherries uh, but for that particular case with the cherries that one has not been officially linked yet um, the baby and this particular case did ended up being found with jewelry it was a bracelet um, and then for the Asian Jane Doe or John Doe uh, there was a golden pig pendant found um, on this individual so as I said before you guys there's a lot going into this case um, and I did want to bring some awareness just to uh, Shannon's case um, in particular just a little bit more just because that one has been the most recent one that we've been able to get a little bit more information on but besides that just kind of looking off based on this map it looks like just a big huge like one line just going straight across of where each and every single one of these bodies were found even some kind of overlapping one another so I definitely do think that this is the work of one person um, and a little bit uh, further if you guys are looking on the map online uh, I do see a Jones Beach State Park so it just kind of seems like the person was just dumping here dumping there and then we'll probably go down another 20 or 30 miles and dump somewhere else but still staying in that particular area and who knows what else could be along that way of where you know this particular individual was doing these things uh, but with that being said I do want to get back into the case particularly with Shannon Gilbert I do want to give you guys uh, a first look and let you guys be able to hear her 911 calls that were later released um, earlier this year uh, by the Suffolk County Police Department and let you guys just kind of get your own rendition and your own idea of what exactly was going on in this particular case of, of Shannon and why police may not think it is related but in my mind I really do think it is and that in her particular case I just think that the serial killer may have been rushed.
During that time, Brewer and Pat continue to try to convince Shannon to leave. stopping it there uh, just because she did end up making an additional two more 911 calls in this particular situation but as you guys can see uh, there are, you can hear two male voices in the back um, and she even adamantly asked this person you know are you going to kill me and I think he replied with you know are you crazy you're kind of freaking me out and so on and so on but it seems like they were adamantly trying to get her out of the house and even during that particular part um, a little bit while that maybe a couple seconds before he had mentioned, you know, we are in Long Island, we are near the ocean. Uh, so that really stuck out to me as well as uh, just, it just kind of seems just kind of weird um, all around. Uh, sounds like they were just trying to force her to go somewhere that she maybe didn't want to go. And um, I don't know, maybe she may wasn't as familiar with the area or maybe she was, but she just didn't know the exact intentions of this person. Um, they will later go on to identify those voices being of Joseph Brewer and um, I think it was Michael Pack. Um, both of those voices kind of being a little bit inaudible there, but we do kind of get, uh, if you guys go back and look at the 911 call, we do get a good idea as well as a little bit of a transcription to kind of go along with that. Um, but with that, I'm going to stop there, you guys. Um, if you're still listening, uh, if you're still interested, I uh, do appreciate uh, the support, but as well as I hope you guys go onto the website and definitely support the loved ones of these victims. Um, and if you guys know something, please, 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 please do say something. Uh, you can also go on there as well and submit a tip, or you can always go onto the FBI's toll-free tip line, and it's at 1-800-CALL-FBI, and submit a tip on there as well about this particular case. And you can always go on there and submit an anonymous tip. Um, it doesn't have to have your name. It doesn't have to have your information or anything um, of that particular information. As well as calling Crime Stoppers, you can leave a tip on there, leave some information. But once again, once again, you guys, if you know something, please say something. Um, and this is it's just a sad case just because there has been so many victims, as I said before, who have all been found in the same particular area who've died by the same unfortunate circumstances and have succumbed to this evil person who is out there in this world that's probably still just kind of going on about their everyday life and who knows could still be committing uh, these heinous acts 
Uh, but besides that, you guys, I really do appreciate the love and support that you've given me over the past couple episodes, as well as over the past couple months. Um, I haven't hit my one mark, uh, my one year mark yet, but it will be coming up pretty soon. Um, as I said, again, you can catch today's episode on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or anywhere that you may have um, your podcasting platforms that you may go and listen to on. Uh, or if you just do a simple search on Google, and I'm sure it'll pull up something as well. Uh, with that being said, I love you guys. Um, I hope you guys look more into this case and maybe next week I can probably give you guys a little bit more information and probably play more into that uh, second or third 911 calls if you, only if you guys want it. Uh, if you don't want it, I'm sure you probably won't say nothing or if you do, please do. I would appreciate it. Uh, but besides that, I'll, I'll talk to you again next time. Bye-bye.